recording it. <laughs> and don't worry, because I can edit. I'll edit it, um, but not too much. Okay. Definitely an actual live spit it. Yeah, exactly. It's normally just like cut the beginning and the end off. Uh, so. <laughs> Is my stress ball. <laughs> to my mini podcast series for my FMP program. As you know, I'm currently undertaking my final major project, which I'm studying anxiety in modern society. And so I'm looking at what triggers anxiety in our generation. So I'm looking at millennials. Um, and I've called them the gratification generation because we want like instant gratification from everything and looking around how that causes anxiety. Um, so thanks for partaking in the podcast today, Flory. No props. <laughs> Anytime. Um, so my first question for you is what makes you like anxious and what triggers your anxiety? Thanks. Um, I I feel like it fluctuates so much because it also just depends on. I think as a just a background, I have um, a diagnosis of depression, um, and I'm on sertraline medication for that, which I take daily, um, and have been in and out of counselling for like the last year and a half, two years. Just a little bit of background info. <laughs> um, so I feel like it just it looks very different day to day. Um, if I'm having like hard day then obviously it will be worse and I'll be triggered by lots of different things if I'm having a better day I'll just cruise on by um I think on the whole though I am like most consistently triggered by um how my friends and family are coping with life um I think that I am quite an emotive person um and like as and when people are struggling because life is hard sometimes um I really take that on and as much as I like to tell myself that I'm not trying to like fix people or you know get too involved in like their life and struggles um I really take that on and feel yeah. very anxious if I know that they are struggling with something um I think also I find I find kind of like if then in that I'm like letting people down and not and feeling like I'm not like being there for them enough or like say it it feeds into lots of different parts of my life so I say if I'm feeling anxious and then I'm not doing my uni work properly or if I'm feeling anxious and like I have to cancel a shift at work yeah. I then those feelings are like exacerbated because I uh, feel like I'm letting people down um and so I then as a default try and do everything all the time for yeah. everyone because I'm like oh that's great then I'll keep everyone mm. happy and then I get to the end of the day and I'm like the heck yeah that that's really interesting because like that your anxiety is triggered by like almost the people who are close to you and like your yeah. surroundings <laughs> I've, no but I've never really thought of it like that because a lot of people's anxiety is just triggered from like almost being in their own head where it's, yeah. I think it's really interesting that it's like from external environmental factors. Yeah. Um, and yeah. 
I just feel like I feel like those that's like the starting point and then I'll just like create a narrative in my mind so like I if I think if I know someone's having a bad day I'm like okay what's the worst case scenario there what can I do to make that better and then if I feel like I can't do that then I'm like okay the world's yeah. gonna end yeah no that's interesting do you find that you because obviously for context to the listeners Flory's at university do you find that you become more anxious when you're at like it, at your home like family home or when you're at university or is, does it not really matter um I think that on the whole I get more anxious when I'm at my family home mm. because I feel like so I'm not I'm not actually there that much um I'm a social work master student and so um, my term dates are longer than like an undergraduate student. Um, I've got placement, I've got other demands, like work and stuff in the city that I'm studying in. So when when I'm at my family home, I feel like it's not really real life. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm just kind of suspended and like the maximum time I'll be there is for like a couple of weeks. And whilst it's really nice, obviously seeing my friends, um and like catching up with my family I feel like I can't ever make any progress or like cover anything properly get Mm. things done and so I just kind of feel like I'm just like existing in this alternate reality yeah I get you which is strange because like I feel like obviously then at uni it's like okay all the all the stresses and strains of life are present here but I feel like I can confront them maybe a bit yeah no no I get you um something which I've been focusing on with my research for for my project is the transition between almost like childhood and adulthood and how our age group especially are going through that transition of like having your like family home and, and things at home and then like having your freedom when you're at uni and almost like how that affects you and how you kind of lots of people start to feel a little bit lost at this age like do you have any anything to say on that like any way that that makes you feel I think that I actually have been I think almost because I've been like figuring out what like depression and anxiety looks like for me and like how to navigate it on a day-to-day basis for the last like few years I think actually I have found this period of time quite good and like actually quite manageable um because I've also been really fortunate to like know the types of things that I really enjoy and really value so like from from like 18 starting first year I was like okay I want to do x y and z with my time like I want to volunteer I want to make sure that like I'm exercising I want to and so actually like I've built a life for myself in my university city and and kind of just feel like that just ticks over and like yeah. that's my life rather than like being in this limbo I, but I think I'm I'm very fortunate in that situation yeah. in that like I've always had quite a clear idea of what life yeah for like. sure there's no like right or wrong answer to that it was just um if you had any thoughts on it um do you think so this is moving on to the next question do you think that there's any factors in like the society that we live in today which like like causes people to suffer from anxiety more or do you think not or whatever what are your thoughts on that 
I think, I mean, this is su like such a classic, but um, obviously like social media, you are totally seeing how everyone else seems to kind of be thriving. And like, mm. no matter how many times, like you'll see a, a post being like, keep it real. It's like, <laughs> well, it's not, it's not really, you can't really achieve that when you've got like X thousand followers. Yeah. I feel like, um, I don't know, particularly with like influence culture as well. Like I kind of forget how young so many of these like mm. famous people, like really successful people are. And like, for me, um, success has never looked like what that looks like for them. Um, but I'm also like, how the heck is like this person 22 years old and yeah. like is earning multi-million pounds and what does that mean for me? what like what what should life look like for me in terms of like a trajectory of things but I think um I think that will part that but I yeah. also think coming out of COVID um there is obviously like this whole atmosphere of like we haven't been able to socialize all together like for us like in our early 20s like um there is this kind of excitement about kind of yeah. finally being able to like get back like going out and seeing friends and like doing all these things that we haven't we haven't been able to do over the last few years so it's almost like there's that social anxiety around like okay I don't want to let people down but actually like I really don't feel up for this right now like mm. the whole of my first term of of my master's I, I'd broken my ankle so that was quite a good excuse <laughs> but I really just didn't I didn't feel up for going out like it wasn't even like a COVID anxiety thing it was just like actually like I don't mentally feel like I can kind of compute this. I don't yeah. have like stamina with socializing that I may have had once upon a time. So I can do a couple of hours with like my good friends, but then I just need a bit of time. And it's like, what I found was when I was feeling like I could see people, I would then come back home and be really like self-critical and self-analytical mm. being like, like what version of myself was I presenting? Yeah. Was I on good form? like how should I be kind of thing um yeah. so yeah sorry think, those are quite I think, stupid no 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 it's, it's it's great I think something that is just hearing you say that I think which is quite interesting about COVID with like trigger anxiety and like when you see people is COVID realistically was like a good two years so people and it's still like kind of happening now people who unless it's like our really direct friends who we would have seen throughout COVID there's like a whole another like ring of people who you wouldn't have seen throughout COVID. And then when you saw them in like two years after you, you see them, you're a completely different person. I mean, we, it's true though. Like we were what, 20? 20, yeah. 20 when COVID started and now we're 22, 23 this year. Like mm. that, that's me like mental. And, and when you really think about it, then that's also something that, that can trigger those feelings is that you're not the same person. And people, yeah. don't, people don't like change and you yeah you, you feel weird that you're probably quite different and that you like yeah, yeah, yeah. trust you behave differently yeah it's, and you're yeah, like will they will they like this new version of me like yeah. actually it's not really a new version it's just kind of me because it's it's like a natural growing up process but like because people haven't witnessed that over the last few years it could be seen as quite a dramatic change whereas like I was someone who liked going out quite a lot and liked socializing but yeah. actually I do still like that in my own safe bubble and right now I'm in a season of like 
hibernating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think also what's um, interesting at the moment is where like I'm looking at like gratification generation. It's like we always want, we always think that we need to be doing things. And like, it's crazy that now we're in like this culture where we like have to pencil out time for ourselves. Like that should just be a given. Whereas now it's like, okay, on Sunday, I'm going to make sure that like three hours, I'm just going to like take time for myself. And I think we give so much time to other people. Yeah. And I think that's all because of like social media and phones. Like people always expect to be able to get hold of you. And if if they yeah. can't or if they see that you're active, then they're like, why aren't you replying? And you're like, because I you don't own my time. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I think they're all really interesting points. Um, so next question. At the moment, obviously, other than medication, um, what what like self-help? activities do you partake if you partake in if you do any um and and specifically because the next question after that is talking about medicate meditation and like mindfulness so if you do do any of that just like feel free to to talk about it but yeah more like what do you what do you do um i always have to leave my house um Mm. in a day like i know we, we but like I can very easily get into a cycle of like oh I'm comfortable I'm warm in my house it's crazy for a student house um but I'm like okay I have to get out of my house get some air change of scene otherwise I will be like halfway through the afternoon like okay, yeah I don't know what's happening um so that I also I love listening to podcasts like anytime I'm just like not working or something I'll stick a podcast on I just like having that kind of background chatter nothing even particular like I'm not I'm not into like self-helpy podcasts I just like people kind of chattering away in the background yeah um and I I would say exercise but because I've had my broken ankle um kind of had to adjust a little bit so it's just Mm -hmm. been like shuffling around the place um but I love love doing like creative things as well as ranging from literally like fixing my clothes that I constantly tear to (laughs) painting or drawing or yeah I like having like a focused task that I can be doing yeah painting this mirror making wrapping paper for Christmas how did you make wrapping paper cooking cooking I love cooking how could I not mention that cooking (laughs) is my main thing woo (laughs) cooking is like my vegan brand plug the brand up to my uh vegan instagram account um yeah i love love cooking it's like my switch off time um Mm. i actually don't like anyone else being in the kitchen with me i like to put a podcast on and just chop away and that is like totally my time yeah i think what's quite interesting about all of those all of those like activities which you do is it's all just like stripping life back to basics isn't it it's like trying to do anything no but it's trying to do anything away from screens oh yeah like it's literally everything and it's almost like having to not force yourselves but it's like the only time we kind of start to feel present is when we are away from our screens yeah 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 which is obviously like really obvious but also really sad I know (laughs) but I I think I so like I whilst I have Instagram and Facebook and all such stuff I don't have the apps on my phone 
um, in a bid to make myself spend less time on that because it's just like, I mean, it's a classic, but like, it actually doesn't make me happy at all. Mm. Um, so I just yeah. decided I'd delete them and just roll with it. And actually it's really good because it means that I just kind of spend more time thinking about other things that I can be doing. Mm. When you, when you said that you've done it the other day, we're on a walk for the, for the listeners. Um, and I thought that was quite clever because it's not just like going cold turkey and being like, I've just deleted social media, which like also in our generation, like for example, when I'm working, my whole work is like a lot of it's revolved around social yeah, media, yeah, yeah. knowing what's going on and, and all that. But I think it's it's quite really, really clever to, to just put it on your desktop. So it's like, when you're doing that you're also just doing that you're not just trying to like multitask across so many media yeah, yeah, yeah. which is really i also just like can't it's it totally removes like that instant gratification element yeah. because I'm, it's so clunky to use on like yeah google but i'm like oh, i see for this right now put <laughs> <laughs> yeah. away and then what's your uncle yeah literally no i think that's really interesting um and then finally moving on to like meditation do you do any meditation no why is that oh, I'm just um, raspberries on the floor all of them oh god there's such a horrible thing happening um <laughs> i i anyone who knows me will know that i jumped my mind goes a million miles an hour in completely different directions and I can be talking and have a completely different narrative going on in my mind. Um, I, I think it's, I think to myself that it's such cop out saying that about meditation. Cause like that is the purpose of meditation to slow mm. you down. But I actually think for me, like I would much rather like go on a walk mm-hmm. without any music in my ears or anything, but just like be active in like a, as quiet a way as possible rather than just kind of like sitting and existing because I find that like actually is quite anxiety inducing because I'm just like "Ah, me and my room um like I do I do quite a lot of like yoga and pilates Mm -hmm. but I find that I can't do the like reflective elements of it because I'm like okay I've done my exercise yeah don't want to be in my own head (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah that's really interesting because something that I found through my research like through this research stage of my project I kind of like started the project thinking this is like the direction I want to go in and then the more and more I speak to people I've kind of seen the penny drop that especially in our generation mindfulness is almost like meditation is like a scary task because the thought of just like sitting with your thoughts almost makes you feel worse even though like it's a skill and it should be like built up as a habit so what I'm actually looking at is, so I'm looking at like pressure points in our body, three specifically, is like one in your hand here, one in your wrist and one in your foot and looking around how you can create like a mindfulness session for people, but while they're actually doing a, doing a task. So like rather than sitting there with like guided meditation, because lots of people struggle with that. Hmm. The only thing that meditate, like I looked at this what defines meditation it's choose a quiet spot that's free of distractions set a time limit pay attention to your body and get comfortable focus on your breathing notice your thoughts there's nothing about like having to sit with someone else telling you what to think it's just about being present in the moment like what we're saying about 
all the all the activities that you get across so I want to look at like headspace and meditation in like an active task which is why I'm looking mm -hmm. at pressure points and I think mm -hmm. it's something that's not really been there's not really anything on the market right now because you've got like calm and headspace mm -hmm. which are two like really renowned apps but there's nothing which almost creates like a habit forming service mm -hmm. slash product together um mm -hmm. and I think I think it's a really niche little thing especially like for people who for you for example listening to podcasts cooking like you've got lots of things that interest you interest you but there are so many people who will literally just sit on their phone all day or on mm -hmm. just watching tv all day and like nothing really gives them joy so it's about like taking back that time for yourself and, mm -hmm. and reflecting but not just in like a reflective way but like not just being in your own head if that makes sense yeah actually interesting that you say that because I sorry I'm just looking at something here um mm -hmm. my friend and I were talking last night and she was she was um talking through some things that she had actually found helpful when she was feeling really panicky and anxious and like kind of distracted oh whoopsie almost sent her voice out. um <laughs> like things to kind of distract you whilst also like being mindful in some kind of way but like yeah. not intentionally mindful like um <laughs> she said she does things like name five things you can see four things you can hear three things you can touch two things you can smell and one thing you can taste like mm. such a random thing but like it's engaging your mind and like taking it away from anything else where your thoughts may be running away with you yeah to just like this is a task um draw I mean there are lots of other random things she's got here which are quite specific to her did she um, um get these from like CBD CBT therapy you know I'm not I'm not too sure so for context she has quite a hard history of like self-harm with her anxiety and depression and um she I think these are probably coping mechanisms that come with that um yeah. but yeah she would she would do things where she'd like set a timer for like a period of time that she wants to be distracted so like that's tuning into what you said about like the the meditation where you like set a timer and you're like okay I will mm. have my mind away for this period of time um she'll set a timer for how long she wants to be distracted like stopping herself from going to that dark place yeah. and then like do one of those activities in that time and then yeah. when the time is up she's like okay I'll set a timer for another yeah. short, match, short chunk of time kind of thing yeah no that's really interesting I think mostly there what what's really interesting is what you said said about med meditation because mm. I actually find mindfulness really useful and but I didn't realize how many people hate it like I remember during lockdown last year I'd be like to my friends let's do a group mindfulness session and Ellie would be like this is bullshit she's like no <laughs> this is ridiculous like and you just forget like how, how so many people that's just not a way to be mindful yeah yeah, yeah. even though that's kind of like what's pushed like when I was doing some research the other day and it's like what are like the top apps used like for self-help anxiety and it's literally like headspace calm guided meditation yeah YouTube videos for guided meditation there's nothing about like using physical products on your body to just like be in touch with your body almost yeah 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 yeah, yeah. which is I think is really interesting um but yeah, do you have a, do you have anything else to like add or like has the conversation made you think of anything? 
I don't, I don't think so. I think one, I think one thing I would say is kind of like supporting what, sorry, this is probably going off on a tangent and like, I, I recognize it's very much not applicable to lots of people, but like, particularly when talking to this friend about like the struggles that she had with thinking about self-harm, um, like the physical activities to distract you were like essential. And so for that to be a key component of like meditation or mindfulness, Mm be really beneficial because she would do things like hold ice cubes or like draw or whatever like making sure like her hands and like things that she would potentially think about using to harm herself are distracted and engaged in something Mm. else and if like that's a regular cycle of like when you're having some mindfulness time or like meditative like reflective time if you're using your body then it is it's almost being like okay like my mind and my body are completely connected like mm. in this together kind of thing rather than like my mind is taking me to a dark place I'm feeling very destructive my body is a separate thing so I can mm. like destroy it kind of thing I don't know whether that's made any sense but like no that's recognizing that there's like they're synonymous yeah. like, work together yeah yeah no that is really interesting I was um I was talking to a friend yesterday about like whether he thinks this is like kind of kind of linked to what we were just saying, but, but kind of not. Just like I made me think about this, and I was like, "Do you think like modern society has made anxiety worse?" And he was like, "No." He was like, "I just think that people talk about it more," and and I disagreed. I was like, "I don't think so." I was like, "I think the environment that we're in, we're like yeah. humans aren't made to be like that, and our brains aren't hardwired mm. to be, like to live the way we live." And, I actually think lockdown has made it worse because like for someone who like works throughout lockdown in like a like online job you're so overly productive you're so you're too productive people are too productive like and you're just not built to be like that and I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's all yeah. really interesting um but yeah Thank you for for taking in my podcast today <laughs> for my little mini mini series. Um, so thank you. No problem. Anytime. I'm just gonna stop recording now. <laughs>